0: Hi there today's episode does contain some subject matter that could be sensitive. I know there are a lot of people who like to listen to this with their kids in the car or with their kids listening at the same time too, and I just want to go ahead and caution you that this is probably one of those episodes you want to listen to first before you let your kid listen to it. This is probably an adults-only episode. For now, if you decide that you want to have conversations with your own kid about this, after listening, totally recommend it. You should do that, but you should have a chance to do that on your own and to plan that on your own and not have it forced into your ears slash your kids' ears without choice. So this is your warning. Pause the podcast now and put in headphones or come back and listen to it later if there are kids around. And I'm not trying to be a tease, so if there are any kids listening, just know it's just life stuff. It's just life stuff. But sometimes adults just need to talk to each other as adults and then have conversations with kids that they're prepared to have later. We're just trying to do everything right, you know? And it's hard. It's hard not to mess up sometimes. So that's the kind of uh, some of the themes in this episode. And without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. It's been a minute, you guys. It's been a minute. It's only been about, I think, a week and a half or two weeks since a podcast episode came out, but I actually recorded those um, last couple a few weeks ahead of time. So for me, it's been like It's been a minute since I have been around here and I wanted to go back to the Ask Me Anything series and return to that. So we're going to dig back in there as a reminder because I used to have a little intro about Ask Me Anything. I'll probably go back to that if I keep going with these questions and answers, which I plan to. Uh, but just as a reminder, the ask me anything was a question I put out originally in the Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com groups slash Girl Scout podcast, or you can just search for the troop leader experience on Facebook. And either way, one of those ways you're going to find us. And I had put an ask out there if you could ask me anything. What would you want to pick my brain about and essentially the premise of these is if we were going to go to coffee and you were just going to pick my brain about anything to do with girl scouts what would you want to hear my insight on so this is not the kind of thing that i'm doing additional research or learning in order to answer if we were sitting at coffee i wouldn't sit and do research i would just tell you what i know <laughs> so uh, before i get into today's question I wanted to just read something from the Facebook group that was really meaningful and meant a lot to me. So, uh, Daniela said she wanted to let me know how much she loves the podcast. She said, I eagerly check for new episodes every week. (laughs) Sorry, Daniela, about the last two. I'm going to try to get back on it again. (laughs) She also said, the Ask Me Anything series is so great. Everyone has great questions, and I felt like a superstar when you answered mine. Hopefully, you still feel like a superstar being shouted out again. Um, She also asked can we have a meet and greet for those of us near you? She happened to say, I want an autograph and a photo op, which you guys made me laugh and also cry. It's really sweet that you are nice to me. I mean, I feel like we're friends, but many of us have never met. And so um, hearing from you, especially those of you who have been listening for a while or listening regularly for you know, or this recent year or whatever, even if you're brand new here and you're binging content or whatever, uh, it really means a lot to like hear from real people listening. I can look at numbers and that's cool. and um, But it's those messages from you that really help me to feel like there's real people listening and this matters and this podcast can't go anywhere because there's people listening who need the content. In response, Amy uh, replied and said, same. She actually put a meme. That's hilarious. Says, same. And Donna said, yes, please. I think an in-person open forum would be incredible. And Lindsay added, I'm obsessed with this podcast. I'm a brand new leader with a brand new troop. And thanks to this podcast, I actually feel like I have a handle on things. And I'm totally excited instead of lost and overwhelmed. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you. And I'm glad it's helpful. That is the whole point of this. And I think, you know, I think it's time that we plan an in-person something. I floated this idea by my friend Kate, who, shout out to Kate. She is a volunteer, another volunteer in my area. She's super involved on a lot of levels. And we were kind of spitballing about what it might look like and what we could do and we thought of everything from like reserving a room at a library and just doing either some like kind of sharing best practices networking type stuff or some kind of training related thing or a mix of both just hanging out getting to know each other we also talked about um going to a restaurant and having like breakfast or, well, I don't really do breakfast, breakfast, but like brunch uh, or dinner or coffee or something like that together. We could just kind of hang out and socialize and chit chat about what's going well, what we're celebrating. We could also potentially along those lines, we could reserve something. You know, lots of restaurants have spaces or rooms that you can reserve. So it's kind of like, the group could be there if there's enough of us that want to do something like this. And of course, we even, because it wouldn't be me if I didn't think big about this, right? But my friend Kate is very similar. And uh, it wouldn't be us if we didn't think even bigger and think potentially we could do a whole weekend together. We could do an adults adult volunteer only camp out. We could potentially do cabin camping because As much as lots of us do love tent camping, cabin camping is just a bit more creature comfort and we could potentially uh, even do that through a Girl Scout camp in our area. So these are all things we're kind of throwing around and thinking about and I want to know what you think. I am based in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, our ca- uh, camps, our camp properties are in northern Arizona. So if you are in Arizona or close enough to Arizona to come, um, we would, if you're interested, we would love to have you. But I just need to know what you guys want to do. If you wanted to do something in person, what would you want that to look like? So Hop in the Facebook group and tell me, or if you want to message me privately or you don't use Facebook, you can also email me at girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com. I'm not always super great at getting messages in there, um, but I try to respond to everyone. So if you've messaged me there and you didn't hear back from me or it took months for you to hear back from me, I do really apologize. It seems like it's gotten kind of spammy, and I think maybe it's because I just share it so openly on this podcast all the time. Um, But. Definitely do try to email me again if you didn't hear back from me. It is so not annoying. I always want to hear from you. And sometimes you guys reach out and you're like, I don't know if you care, but this is a, a victory that happened or this is something cool that happened with my troop. You guys, I always care. I always care. I want to know. And especially because I don't have a current troop right now, I miss it so much. So many of you guys mentioned to me either in the Facebook group or privately that you loved the podcast episode with Jen. Um, Mary said, I loved the interview with Jennifer from GSKMO. I completely identify with GS filling a void I wasn't filling with work. GS gives me an opportunity to be creative. And since I've been working from home since March 2020, a place to be with people. I'd love to see the scarves her troop made. Sounds like a great cookie project. We booth in the snow here in New Jersey. And Jen did comment with a picture. So if that's something that you want to see, go check it out. But A bunch of you told me how much you liked that episode, and um, I I mean, I like all the episodes. Listen, every time I talk to somebody on this podcast, I leave going, I loved that. That was so fun. This is the best community. We have the best people, and that's part of the reason why I think an in-person thing could be really fun. But anyway... Jen, um, has been a fan of this podcast. I fan sounds so dumb, but she's been a listener of this podcast for a while, a supporter. That's, a, that's what I'm trying to say. She's supported this podcast for a while. She and I have been in touch in the past. She was a member of the monthly t-shirt club when we had that going on last year for a while. And she, has definitely really uh, very similar priorities and mindsets to how she runs her troop compared to how I ran mine and it's funny because when I talked to her I thought your troop sounds so fun and I said that and um, it made me really miss Girl Scouting and also I realized that part of the reason why I thought it sounded so fun is because that's exactly how I ran my troop or very similar. <laughs> well, I mean, we're different people, but and different troops and the girls are different people and all of that, but it the the principles are the same. And so of course that made me miss it. I really miss it and I was just looking at photos from my troop over the years. I was pulling some cookie photos because somebody had asked a question in my council group and asked for photos. And so I went back through a Past cookie seasons and my troop the last time we sold cookies was 2020 right before everything shut down so all of these are now several years old I did post some of them in the group if you want to go take a look at some of our booth setups over the years I even included a photo from my very first cookie season with my troop so it was many years ago at this point and I just oh my gosh my heart I just miss it I miss 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 it all of this to say If you ever want to share with me something fun that you did that you just want to tell somebody else who would appreciate it or maybe you were inspired by something you heard on the podcast, I literally always want to hear about it, especially if you are comfortable and it feels safe to share photos of the experience. If you have permissions and whatnot to share in the Facebook group, that's cool. Lots of other people love them too. But if it's better um, to share privately in whatever given situation, And you just want to share with me personally, I will never do anything with them except just be so happy to see them. It like fills my heart with joy. So literally, I always want to know what's going on with your troops. And on that note, that brings me a little bit to actually answering some questions. Someone asked about recognition. And this is another thing. I actually don't have it in front of me, but this is a recognition, um, let me try that sentence again. You know what? I'm not even going to edit that. I had seen, somebody had asked about recognition, and um, I apologize, I don't know who you were. I'm going to do an episode on that, but... Um, adult appreciation. Oh, there's multiple. Okay. I found them. Marcy said, volunteer appreciation. What kind of appreciation would you like to see from your troop, from council, from parents of the Girl Scouts in your troop? What's meaningful versus something that will be thrown directly in the trash? And Bethany said, also, what about adult awards? What are the different ones? Who can nominate? Who can receive? And how can I campaign for one? I'm going to do episodes about these for sure. But I at least want to touch on it because it's related to what I've been saying so far, which is that if we can share more with each other, I think we can help each other get some of the formal recognition and adult awards. One of the things that I think is so difficult about nominating people for awards is not knowing what the heck other people are doing. There's lots of volunteers that I know. I know all of you, right, who are probably doing incredible stuff with your troop. And and I can't I can't nominate you if I don't know um, what those things are if I don't know what you're doing so that's the first thing is um, let's definitely share let's share in the group and let's you know please share with me and I'm gonna I'm gonna find out some more information about how we can then use that to help each other with some volunteer appreciation and formal adult recognitions and awards so to today's question there's a question that um oh actually also from marcy There's several questions that I still want to get to from this original list, and also if you're listening and you want to ask questions, please put them. I'll put another, a new thread in the Facebook group so that you can um, go ahead and put questions there. It's easier for me to find them that way, but um, there's so many that have been private messaged to me, emailed to me, added to this list that I still want to get to, and this is a little out of order, but Marcy asked a question that has been in my mind and on my heart since she asked it. She actually asked this question 22 weeks ago, you guys I started this series 22 weeks ago how is that possible so it's been almost half a year since Marcy asked this question and for half a year it's been on my mind and my heart of man if we were at coffee and Marcy asked me this how would I answer because this is a big one this is a hard one so Marcy asked how to be accepting of an LGBTQ troop member if there is concern about inappropriate physical behavior and or romantic relationships between troop members. How to make it safe emotionally and physically for every Girl Scout. What about during overnights and camping? I asked her, what age group of girls she is specifically working with and she said particularly with cadets and up but there are troops in her council with younger girls that this issue has popped up as a potential issue with resident camps affecting as young as brownies and up. Nicole added, I also have cadets. A few identify as gender fluid or other and are exploring and figuring themselves out. For some of them, they aren't out to their parents and the only reason I'm aware is because I listen. I don't know that GSUSA has any guidelines, but for us, I think it means we will plan to camp in spaces where they can all bunk in the same space versus private cabins just to ensure less opportunities to experiment privately after the adults go to bed but as an SUM and any guidelines or best practices would be helpful. So I think she was saying, sorry, I misread a little bit. I think she was saying she is an S-U-M as S-U-M. Any guidelines or best practices would be helpful. Again, just so you know, if you're listening and you're like, what the heck is an S-U-M? Because if you're new, there's so many terms and phrases and abbreviations that can be overwhelming. S-U-M is service unit manager. So a service unit is like kind of your local area of Girl Scouts. It's sort of like your council is your geographic territory that you belong to. It's like actually an organization. And then within that it's split into smaller geographic territories so that you can have sort of more engagement and support and resources in those areas and a service unit manager is a volunteer who has like a leader of Girl Scout leaders kind of role you're the leader of the leaders kind of a thing so helping kind of coordinate the resources and support for leaders in a pretty specific like neighborhood level geographic area okay so that's what an SUM is So that would be a role that leaders might go to if they're needing extra support with things like this. And so having guidelines or best practices, if you're in that role, definitely would be helpful. The very first thing that I want to say when it comes to considering LGBTQ+, um, concerns or issues or obstacles or conflicts or, or just <laughs> existing um, people just existing is not a conflict or an obstacle obviously it's just being a person and taking up space in the world um, but when it comes to safety and LGBTQ plus the very first most important thing, if you don't take anything else from this entire episode, the most important thing that I want to address is how important it is not to out kids to other people and not to out anybody to other people. Like, let's be honest, don't be in the business of outing other people, but especially for kids. And this is just so stinking important because for Everything else that you could possibly hear from a kid about what's going on, you would want to bring it up to another adult, and most of the time, probably their adult, their parent, their guardian, almost always. The exception is definitely that you do not want to ever out a kid or risk outing a kid, even to their own parents. So if a parent, or if a, let me rephrase, if a kid comes to you and expresses things, or if you overhear something and you know something about a kid and the way that they identify when it comes to LGBTQ+, please do not go to their parents or guardians and tell them what you overheard. Please do not. Mostly, we would hope and pray and wish and dream and uh, whatever, believe that most parents and guardians in 2023 would hopefully be supportive of their kids health and well-being and wellness and safety, both physically and mentally and emotionally. That's not both. That's all three. All of the things, right? Um, Unfortunately, we don't know when that is or is not true. And also it's not ours to tell, okay? So there are a million reasons why sharing what you know about a girl's identity to her peers, to her parents and guardians, to other adults involved, to literally anything, sharing that information is outing that girl and that can put, or that person, it doesn't have to be a girl in your troops, that's like mostly who, I, who we're talking about, right? But but any person puts them at so much more risk. The violence, the the emotional violence, the physical violence, the verbal violence... That occurs um, exponentially more often to LGBTQ plus people and kids compared to non-LGBTQ plus identifying people and kids. It's just astronomical how much more it affects people that fall in that LGBTQ plus community. Also, suicide is so much higher among LGBTQ plus people and especially LGBTQ plus kids. So outing a kid, outing anybody, but outing a kid in your troop can exponentially increase their danger. Okay. So that is the number, 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 number one thing that I have to say is that if you know because they told you or you know because you overheard something about a kid's identity, you have to keep it to yourself. If the kid expressed that to you, then obviously they have chosen to trust you as a safe place to be able to have discussions about themselves, but they need to take the lead on that, right? If you overheard it and they did not come to you and tell you, please don't approach them about it. What you can do is emphasize to the group as a whole and to the individual members of your troop that you want to be a safe and trusted person that they can come to and talk to about absolutely anything, including but not limited to LGBTQ identity, right? That can definitely be a discussion point, um, is that you want to be a trusted adult in their lives that will love them and support them no matter what. And frankly, if that's not true, if you cannot love a kid no matter what they express to you regarding LGBTQ plus anything, I don't know if this is the right place for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't mean girl scouts i'm not here to get, keep girl scouts that's between you and your council but i don't think this podcast is the right place for you right so that i mean i'm just going to go ahead and assume that anybody listening that week would very very emphatically support and love any of the kids in our troop <laughs> no matter how they identify their sex or gender right like that I mean, it just it doesn't matter um Okay, so letting girls know that you want to be a safe adult in their lives matters. You don't get to dictate whether you are safe. That's up to them to determine whether they feel safe with you. Um, and so how can we be safe for them? Um, one thing is definitely like talking about it. Now, this is where you do have to bring in parents because there are lots of parents who have very strong opinions, especially depending on what state you're in. There may even be legal restrictions or political restrictions around these kind of conversations. But uh, having the communication with parents and families about, in general, not about a specific kid, but in general, that this is a safe and inclusive space and environment, that it's important to you to let the kids know that it's a safe and inclusive and welcoming environment. That's important. I would also say that you know, setting that expectation with parents and kids alike or guardians and kids alike is really important. I also think that there are ways you demonstrate that that is true. And so some things to think about would be the language that you use. So um, we're not going to ever assume that someone even has two parents or guardians. And and even if they do, we're not going to assume the gender identity or sexuality of their parents, right? So when we talk about people's families, we can be really aware and intentional around using inclusive language. We can refer to people we don't know as they. That's pretty simple. We can get in a habit of doing that, which is a demonstration that we are an ally to the fact that people can identify however the heck they want. And we may or may not know just by looking at them or hearing their name or something like that, what their gender identity is. So they is a pretty simple way. Also, and and I'm thinking already back to what I said is I was reading some of your comments. And if I gendered the people who commented, because I really probably did. I'm trying to think. It's, It's such a socially acceptable and normal thing to gender each other and to gender ourselves. And I'm looking at your names and I'm looking at your profile pictures on Facebook or whatever. And it's so easy to do that. And the reality is we could all be more mindful about not gendering people until they have told us how they would like to be referred to. This is something that I actively try to do on this podcast when I bring guests on zoom has a feature now where you can show your pronouns ahead of time which kind of helps and makes that a little bit easier but uh, if you have noticed most of the time if the guest has not already specified their pronouns to me i do try to keep my initial question at least very gender neutral where i say i just met my guest i'm gonna let them introduce themselves right and it's just a very easy respectful way to say I have no idea and it's not my place to make assumptions. So small changes like that and being really mindful and intentional can, without necessarily having to have a whole big conversation of like, I will accept you no matter what. Those kinds of small gestures are ways to demonstrate safety. You can also show that you are a loving and supportive adult and a caring adult about people's well-being in your troop without it necessarily being specific to LGBTQ plus things, right? Like, you can talk to me about anything. How are you doing? I want to know how you're doing for real. How are things at home? Like, I care. I am invested. I am supportive. I will also be somewhat vulnerable with you, right? Like, I'm not necessarily going to tell kids about, like, I had a fight with my husband or something like that, right? Like, that's inappropriate and weird. But I can share if somebody says um, that they had a hard time at school and that they felt bullied or they felt alone, I can share. I've had times where I felt bullied or I have felt alone. I know how that feels. When I feel bullied or alone, this is what it feels like in my body. This is how it feels when I feel those things. And they're like, oh, she is meeting me where I'm at, right? Like she understands or if you don't identify as a she, they understand, you understand, right? For me, I am a she, so my my girls in my troop or my, my troop members might be able to um, already know that. <laughs> and you can also have some pretty foundational ways of setting pronoun expectations in your troop as well. So if there's any form of name tag, like many leaders wear name tags at their troop meetings you can go ahead and put your pronouns on your name tag and that's going to go ahead and set the expectation even if you don't have pronouns that would be um something uh that the average non-aware person might assume right like Maybe your gender assigned at birth matches the pronouns that you go by today and um, the way that you present to the world matches what most, you know, unaware or unintentional people would assume just by your appearance. And so even if your pronouns are not anything unexpected or different or You know, it it should be all of us that are open to sharing our pronouns and not just putting that on people who want to um, make their pronouns public because they aren't addressed the way that they want to be addressed or need to be addressed or deserve to be addressed, right? The way that they identify. You shouldn't put that just on the person who, who, does have um, assumptions made about them that do not match their identity or whatever. So if all of us are sharing our pronouns, then it just makes it a safer, easier space for people to share pronouns in general. So that's one another small, minute way that it doesn't take much on our part to create a safe environment just for girls to be open to talk to you about LGBTQ plus issues. If a parent does know and a parent comes to you about it, which, again, is outing the kid, so hopefully they spoke with their kid about it and their kid is okay with the fact that these two adults are having a conversation about their identity, probably without them present. Um, But, you know, different things happen. Parents aren't perfect. We're all just doing the best we can and especially with things that we don't know a lot about or we are uncomfortable with or take us outside of our comfort zones or we're all just still learning um, because the world is learning and uh, even individuals who are part of the LGBTQ plus community are also learning about themselves and about the world around them. We're all learning. We're all doing our best. So no is perfect and um if you have a parent who comes to you then you um can definitely take that information and know that maybe somebody in your troop is experiencing um emotional difficulty or whatever because the parent has shared that with you then um you don't again you don't want to approach the kid and initiate a conversation about that what you want to do is is think about how you're creating a safe environment for that kid to be seen and accepted and loved and supported by you and all the other people in the room without outing them <laughs> okay so as far as the exploration of who the kids are in our troop that might involve exploring, exploration (laughs) with each other, that does get quite a bit dicier and more complicated. And I'm going to say that as girls are older, this would be a pretty um, good time to have conversations and honestly at any age to have conversations about the expectations um, when you're going on a camp camping trip or having an overnight or sleepover so much like we might set group agreements and set expectations for behavior and interacting with each other and respecting each other and all that in a meeting environment we would also have the opportunity to have those conversations about overnights and how are overnights even different or more complicated in how we show each other respect than a typical meeting. And so some of those conversations might look like, what agreements are we going to make about showing physical affection to each other? And that could mean, you know, just at the very bare minimum, we don't even hug girls without, we don't even hug each other without um, knowing that the other person wants to receive that physical affection right um or maybe you go ahead and and make a group agreement that there's not going to be that kind of physical affection in general i mean it doesn't have to be a space for any kind of physical affection just totally varies and depends on the group of people but talking about you know it's really important that we don't show any kind just like people are having conversations now which they didn't have as much when like we were kids about even hugging relatives you don't You don't need to be obligated to hug relatives or friends of the family just because they ask for hugs. And that's an initiating conversation about bodily autonomy and consent. And um, and you can have those conversations with toddlers, right? So you can certainly have those conversations, um, those initial conversations with girls as young as Daisy's. And we're just setting expectations that at Girl Scouts, we all have bodily autonomy. What does that mean? And also, there's no physical or frankly... <laughs> even some verbal things, um, without consent from the other person to receive, okay? So that would be the kind of conversation you could definitely have. Also, when it comes to sleeping arrangements, we make agreements that if there is a physical bed, right, like if we're in a cabin and girls are in beds, it's one girl per bed. Girls don't share beds. We don't do that. We don't lay in each other's beds. Um, (laughs) We definitely don't lay in each other's beds without anybody else present besides the two of us right like we should never be alone in bed with another person at girl scouts that should just never happen we can go ahead and set those expectations and agreements um sometimes like in cabins girls will all pile into one girl's bunk bed together this happened actually there's a really beautiful memory of um one of my troop experiences Where all the girls in my troop piled into one girl's bunk and they were all whispering secrets about who they had crushes on. They didn't even go to the same school. So like that was kind of funny. But um, it was a meaningful experience because the girl whose bed they piled into had previously had a really, really hard time in a different troop with bullying and at a different school she actually had to switch schools she had had such a hard time making friends and fitting in and being accepted and then here in our troop she had a little bit of a rough time getting going and fitting in at first and by the time we took this camping trip her bed was the one everybody was piling into and they were all telling her their secrets and giggling and uh, there was a lot of trust it was a happy thing um so It was very cool to be laying in the same – it was a giant cabin um, and so all of us were in the same place and um, hearing that whispering and giggling, it was nice. But they did not stay there for the night and they were all – it was a whole group of them there together. It was like the whole – almost the whole troop was there together. So, definitely making some setting some expectations and some group agreements about um nobody is in bed together alone. We're not sharing beds. We're not sleeping in the same place. We're not sharing beds overnight for sure. And um, probably you don't have any business being under anybody else's covers. That's probably also a pretty easy rule from the time that they're young, um, including, especially adults, right? Like, even if it's your own adult, you don't need to do that at Girl Scouts. We sleep separately at Girl Scouts. And that's just that's just what we do, right? You can set that expectation pretty young. Uh, if you're not in a cabin situation, if you are in <clears throat> a tent situation, that can be a little bit more complicated because, of course, it can be just a hodgepodge of sleeping bags, especially if they're little and the tent is big. You're piling girls in, um, but making sure that you're talking about uh how much space each girl needs to be allowed to have at night that we definitely have to give girls space also no sharing sleeping bags or bedding you need to have your own sleeping bag your own blanket no sharing Um, and not being under anybody else's covers or in anybody else's sleeping bag. We can definitely cover that. If there is not enough space in the tent for girls to have the bodily autonomy that they are entitled to, you need another tent, guys. So either you're not ready to take that camping trip or you need to see if you can borrow one from somebody. Lots of families may have additional tents, Um, Also, other troops may have additional tents. Your service unit, your council may have tents that you can use. But uh, if if there's too many girls for girls to have bodily autonomy, then the space is not large enough. And we have to go back to the drawing board about the plan. Okay, so creating safe space emotionally and physically also language for the girls to use if they don't feel safe emotionally or physically. And this would be at anything to do with Girl Scouts, not specific to LGBTQ plus issues, but including those things, right? So having language for girls to be able to express themselves if they feel unsafe to adults in the troop, um, either even if it's just at a meeting, but especially overnight and emphasizing that about overnight, right? that they need to know what to do if they do not feel safe or if they feel scared or if they feel disrespected in any way, okay? And creating that environment without making it about romance or physical intimacy or anything like that, right, doesn't have to be about, like, sexualizing children, okay, um, it doesn't have to be about romantic relationships, but setting those expectations and making those group ag- agreements in general is going to make it a safer space for all of those things. So that's my advice about this, and I'm just going to emphasize one more time, do not out someone, especially a kid, to anyone. Do not tell any other adults who do not already know, do not tell any other kids. Um, And if the kid themselves did not approach you with the information, do not approach the kid about it directly. Um, Don't out the kid, okay? That's like just such a huge threat to their physical and emotional safety. When a kid does come to you, this has happened to me, It has probably happened to several of you who are listening if you've been involved long enough, and especially as your troop gets older. If a kid does come to you, it is okay to ask them who they have talked to, who else they have in their life who feels safe enough and supportive enough to talk to as they're figuring things out and learning things about themselves and deciding who they want to trust with that information. I had a girl in my troop who approached me and she actually wanted to ask me or get my advice or or run her ideas by me about who in the troop she wanted to come out to and at what point she felt safe coming out to different people but knowing that she wasn't ready to come out as a whole to the whole troop. And so this is just an opportunity to re-emphasize it's not yours to tell, okay? It's just yours to love and support and be safe but also as a mandatory reporter and uh, somebody who just loves the kid in the troop that's talking to you, right? Um, If they express that they are unsafe, if they express that they are scared, if they express that they are unsupported, then there are bigger conversations to be had with that kid, right? (laughs) So, um, also, if a kid comes to you and hopefully expresses that they've got great support at home, which was the case with the kid who came to me, Um, hopefully they say that their adults in their lives do know and have been very supportive and this is how it's going and it's going great hopefully that's what you hear right still not really your place to go to the parents and say so so and so told me this right even if you might want to even if it's an adult that you're pretty close to um but at least Before you ever have a conversation with that parent where it might come up conversationally, you need to know that the kid has chosen to tell them, right? The kid made that choice themselves and they approached the adults in their lives themselves and initiated that conversation and that they feel safe and supported by those adults. Otherwise, do not engage. Do not engage in the conversation, okay? Hopefully, this is helpful. Um, If you are listening and you feel like your experience, either your personal lived experience or uh, experiences you've had with the kids in your troop, if you have any advice that you would like to share that you think is important or helpful regarding all of this, please, please, please do share it. If you are on Facebook, share it in the Facebook group. If you're not a Facebook user, send it to me in uh, an email, at gmail.com, and I will share it, especially if you have resources. Again, I did no research on this. This is just what I would say if we went to coffee. This is exactly how I would have answered. Although, maybe not exactly, because I've had 22 weeks to think about it. You'd think that I'd actually be a little more polished. I know I wasn't perfect. I know I did some gendering when I said that gendering is something that we want to be cautious of. There's also kind of the... Um, a slightly more difficult uh, aspect of this where Girl Scouts is a space for girls, right? And so um, as people get clear on their identities or they come out with their identities or they open up about their identities, making sure that it's a safe and inclusive space for members It gets complicated. All of the gender identity issues get complicated. I am going to say this. Girl Scouts as an organization has released a statement. I do not have it in front of me because I did not do additional research for this episode, but I know that it's true. Girl Scouts has an official statement that all girls who identify as girls and live their lives as girls are welcome to be members. There's no birth certificate needed or, uh, you know, no genitalia requirement, obviously. None of that is required. If if the child in question identifies as a girl and lives life as a girl, then she is eligible to be a Girl Scout. Where it gets complicated is with non-binary, gender fluid, these kinds of things, and council by council, unfortunately, handles it differently. I would say I kind of live by once a Girl Scout, always a Girl Scout. So, If the child in question does not necessarily identify as a girl, but they do identify as a Girl Scout and they want to be a Girl Scout, I want them to have a safe space to be themselves. So that's what's more important to me. But um, unfortunately, I do know that not all kids' experiences are created equal in this way when it comes to being involved in this organization or in any organization. Okay. Okay. Um I guess just to like kind of recap the beginning of the conversation which had nothing to do with any of this. Um, if you are interested in doing something together in person, whether you are local or not, please let me know. If you're local, tell me what you want to do, where you want to go, what you want it to look like, what what would your ideal hangout in person look like? And if you are not local and you're like, ah, I want to be part of this, I'm sad that I'm not local, then tell me where you're from and um, also what you would potentially be interested in because who knows? If there's like a whole bunch of you in North Carolina that want to do something in person, maybe I just need to take a trip to North Carolina. I'm an entrepreneur. I can work from anywhere. So um, maybe I just need to make a trip to North Carolina in the next couple months. Who knows? So I'm just saying wherever you are, if there's enough interest, um, then potentially we could still do something. Or I can plan something remotely. I may not be there, but you guys can interact with each other. But I just need to know that there's enough of you who want to do it. So if in-person is something that you want or are craving, we also could potentially do something virtually. We could do a Zoom hangout. Is everybody sick of Zoom hangouts? Are we done with Zoom hangouts? I'm not because like my business is run online. I have clients all over the world and we literally meet on Zoom. So like I'm on Zoom all day, every day. I don't mind being on Zoom. But let me know, like, what do you guys want to do? And if we were going to do it, what would you want to talk about? What would you want to you just want to hang out? Do you want to just get to know each other? Do you want to do like a Q&A type of thing? Do you want like more of an organized training? Because I can put sessions together. You know, Jamil and I did some really great stuff with cookies last year. We also did some stuff around ceremonies and bridging together. We, we put some notes together. There's tons and tons and tons of topics that uh, we could easily put some material together. My friend Kate, who I mentioned earlier, who actually has texted me while I've been recording this. I'm very curious to see what she has to say. I'm going to be like, I was literally just talking about you on my podcast. But regardless, Kate is a council trainer in my area. So she like has kind of formal training she can offer, so if formal training is something that you would want to do. In fact, she was just telling me recently she is going to be able to offer, um, like, first aid CPR type stuff, so, you know. We can do all kinds of things, and if there's um, that kind of stuff is something that you want, if that's what you want to do, let me know. But I, it doesn't all have to be formal. We can also just hang out. I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to do, is it like a new leader support thing that we need? We need like a new leader support group where we're doing basics, and it's like um, you can ask anything. No question is a bad question. We're starting at the beginning. Is this... Um, is this social? Is this, What is this? What are we doing? What are we doing? What do you want to do? I want to know. Send me a message on Facebook or an email and let's plan something. And maybe we need to plan several things. It's really cool. I would love to do that. Um, and also, if you have any questions you want me to answer in the Ask Me Anything format, where I am not doing any additional research, I'm just talking, and and honestly, this topic is sensitive enough and important enough, I I could actually do some more research. So, if you want more content around supporting LGBTQIA plus members, and you want me to um, bring in some experts in those fields, you want me to do some actual research and not just talk out of my, I mean, it's not out of my mouth, but just talk out of my head, just whatever comes to my head. Uh, I can do that. I can do a more formal, more organized one. And, um, I do think it's important. So if it's important to you, if you're interested, let me know. This is long enough. I've been babbling long enough. I'm not even going to edit this. You guys, I'm just going to go ahead and put this on the internet. So, um, I miss you. I hope this was helpful. I'll talk to you later.